here in the heart of the jungle, we find one of the most interesting creatures of its kind. Amazon PPC Advertising. Buried deep amongst the undergrowth with its campaigns and targeting, they hazards like keywords without conversions, unprofitable ad spend, and a mountain of ever-evolving complexity. But if you look beyond the obstacles of life here, there is hope and opportunity. We will journey to every corner of Amazon ads to explore and share the greatest treasures the jungle has to offer. This is the Amazon PPC Den podcast. What's going on, Badger Nation? Welcome to the world's first and longest running podcast. Focus it. <laughs> Uh, let's restart that. What's going on, Badger Nation? Welcome to the world's first and longest running podcast focused on giving you the strategies and techniques you need to make your Amazon advertising easier and more profitable. My name is Michael Erickson Fasheen, and right now you're joined by thousands of fellow Amazon marketers, business owners, brand managers, all hoping to level up their skills. And today we have a special episode because I am proud to announce one of the latest team members to join the Ad Badger team, Michael Tejeda. <clears throat> Michael, welcome to the podcast. Uh, how are you doing right now? Doing awesome. Uh, you know, happy to be here. Long time listener. It's kind of weird being inside the ring, so to speak, um, <laughs> and, and being on the show. So, you know, it's a little bit surreal uh, to be here, mm -hmm. but super excited, super excited to be on the team now and working from inside the Badger Den. Um, you know, it's it's been an awesome experience so far, and I'm super excited to move forward with this episode. Yeah. How long have we worked together so far? Oh God, it's been almost six months now. Almost six months, big milestone. Um, yeah. And it has been awesome. And, you know, I've had such an amazing time getting to know you. Uh, I've learned so much fr from you. Uh, I really do admire your experience and the way that you conduct yourself. It's uh, fantastic to have you on the team. You've definitely helped make Ad Badger m more of the company that it is. So thank you for doing that. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate that. And uh, to all you listeners out there, you know, Michael's one of those guys that he shares a ton of knowledge on this podcast. Um, but when you're inside of it, man, he's got so much more to share. So these are you're just getting <laughs> the tip of the iceberg. So this guy is a pro. It's like, uh, yeah, right. The real story is, oh, man, I listened to the show. I thought you were pretty <laughs> put together. And then I met you and then I realized like you have no idea what's going on. No, seriously. Thank you for that can sometimes be a whirlwind inside Ad Badger. We move pretty darn fast. Things yeah. can sometimes feel rough and tumble. Uh, so to be in the ring and do as well uh, as you have been uh, is just a testament to you and your skills. Anyway, this whole episode isn't just going to be us complimenting each other. Uh, we have a real topic uh, that we're going to be talking about. And on a lighter note, if you're watching this on YouTube, you may notice I'm in my summer shirt, which features palm trees because it's a beautiful spring, uh, although it feels like summer. 
It's a beautiful spring day here in Austin, but 85, beautiful weather. Oh, wow. uh, Michael lives in California, so it's always pretty nice there. Yeah, 66 and sunny, so no complaints here, but not the 79 that you have over there. <laughs> so the speaking of the topic for today, let's jump into it. Okay, Michael, this topic that we have chosen to talk about today is a big one. And while it isn't specifically like Amazon technique, nitty gritty down in the weeds necessarily, it is something that is so important. I think it will go on to impact so many campaigns, so many accounts, so many people, so many relationships with companies and their PPC managers and vice versa. Uh, I am very excited to talk about this. It's a topic I feel very passionately about. Uh, you feel very passionately about. Um, it is if you are a company owner, if you are a brand manager uh, or like marketplace manager of a company, and you are in the business of thinking about hiring a PPC manager, or you have hired a PPC manager, or you already are working with a PPC manager, this episode is for you. Um, and if you are a PPC manager, definitely listen to it as well so that you can go and help your clients get the most out of their experience. But it, the theme of this topic is how to get the most out of your relationship working with PPC managers. Um, this is something, like I mentioned, I feel really strong about. Uh, so Michael, you've been a PPC manager, you know, for how long now? Oh God. Uh, just working in several different capacities within PPC and outside of that. Um, you know, I've been on the flip side of it too, where I've actually been a director and been on the brand side of things. So, I mean, if you want to take the totality of that, probably about you know, 12 years or so of experience under my belt there. But on this side, I'm working on the actual flip side of it where I'm providing the service to people, um, almost six years. Yeah. So, you know, for people that want to hire PPC managers, uh, generally fall into two camps. One, they've either never hired a PPC manager before. Uh, maybe they've been managing it themselves up until now. Maybe they've been using like an assistant type person to just sort of follow SOPs, but they haven't really hired a PPC manager yet. And then the other camp is going to be people who have hired PPC managers before, and now they're looking for a new PPC manager, similar to a serial dater. Uh, <laughs> you may have serial PPC manager hires who are just sort of going from PPC manager to PPC manager, wondering where's where's all the good PPC managers. Well, I, I don't want to be too negative or judge too much because I don't know your situation, but sometimes that could be a sign that maybe um, you're approaching the PPC manager uh, in a way that you're not getting the most out of that relationship. So today we're going to teach you how to get to the promised land with your PPC manager so that you can be in sync with them, so that you can be in a trustworthy, dependable relationship, um, feeling like you really do have someone that you can just depend on and having the confidence knowing that your accounts are very well managed. So there's a lot of things that the client can do. So today we're going to share some of the things that our most successful clients do. Uh, and that's really how I like to frame this. You know, what is it when we think back to all of my experience, to all of your experience, what are the things that our most successful clients have done? And, you know, sometimes we don't even realize some of the things that they're doing, but they're so experienced working and getting the most out of their vendors. We're going to be sharing some of those things today uh, here with you. So 
If you are in the business of hiring a PPC manager or thinking about it, or if you are a PPC manager, this show is for you. And without further ado, let's get to that first topic. So just jumping into the promised land here, you know, there's several topics that Mike and I talked about. Um, you know, one of the topics here is being in sync, really being in sync and, and what the questioning is that and the line of questioning that you can do with your PPC manager to really have them be in tune with what your goals are. And it all comes back to what questions we ask. How do we frame the conversation? What narrative do we have with them? We all want to make sure that we're on the same team. So that's really the goal on our side as well as your side. Um, you want to be spending money for the service, of course, that you want and be getting the value out of it. And we want to be providing that to the best of our abilities. But the main thing, the main situation I want to get here and talk to is topic number one with, with Mike here is goal setting. So jumping into that topic there, um, goal setting, I think, is the number one thing that we need to talk about. It's how do we get there? What do we do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it's an interesting thing is that we all have goals in life, of course. Uh, we might hire different professionals throughout our life to help us accomplish those goals. Maybe we're hiring a personal trainer um, and or maybe we're hiring a mechanic with the goal of fixing up our car. And I think the, the key here is the best goals when you hire an outside professional should be collaborative. Um, and I know this, this might be um, sometimes... Sometimes people will come to us and I'll, I'll be on a call with someone and they'll say, hey, I, you know, I'm currently at 50% ACOS. I need uh, a, you know, 20% ACOS. Um, and then you, you hear a little bit more of that story. Well, you know, okay, like what is the margin? What's your break even? What are your goals? Like, are you trying to scale, trying to do whatever? And they might say, hey, I'm at 50% ACOS. I'm trying to get to 20% ACOS and I want to scale and grow it. I'm spending 5,000. I want to spend 50,000 a month. Okay, go. And, you know, anyone listening, that goal that I just described, it's pretty, I mean, unrealistic, you know, to be able to go from, hey, I'm, I have a 50% A cost at 5,000 a month. I want to go to $50,000 a month in ad spend at 20,000. And I need it done in the next 30 days. Possible, maybe, probable, prob probably not. So I think the key thing that a lot of successful clients do is they actually share what they would like to accomplish with their campaign manager and turn goal setting into a collaborative experience as opposed to a, a something that they've dictated to the campaign manager. Um, so, and you know, it's almost like, imagine, you know, having a trip, having a problem with your car's miles per gallon, like your car is really inefficient and you have no idea you know, why, you know, you used to get 20 miles a gallon and now you get two miles a gallon. And imagine, you know, you go to the mechanic and you tell them, Hey, pay attention to this one thing. Like you would want them to go and take a look at your motor oil and your tire pressure and the air filters and the age of your car and all these different things. And then come back to you with an action plan so that you guys could collaborate on how to improve the car's miles per gallon. In the same way, you want your campaign manager to be able to take the time, inspect, look around. They see lots of different campaigns from lots of different people. Let them share that experience with you. You know, you tell them your goals and your business needs. They can share their experience and what they see inside the account and you can collaborate on a goal. And that's definitely something our most successful clients do. Definitely, yeah. From my experience too, I think the whole collaboration thing that you just talked about it's a two-way street. You know, we have to understand what's happening and moving inside, uh, inside of uh, the, the client's company. 
But then also we have different things that are coming down from Amazon. Like if there's a different ad type or a different report type that's coming through, um, you know, some like, for example, last year when they went really big on video marketing, it was that whole introduction of it. Well, how do we get the client's assets? Uh, what type of assets work best? Uh, those types of things that come into it. And it really needs to be that collaborative approach. And we found that works best. Uh, we also understand and appreciate that the goals change. You know, they can change from quarter to quarter, um, sometimes even month to month if we, if we have, you know, we're in the middle of a session where things need to change quite rapidly. Mm -hmm. But that's why, for example, when we're working with clients, um, you know, I've gotten into the habit of really utilizing Asana and, and relying on that quite a bit. So I make sure that our milestones are there, you know, the goals that we're tracking towards. Um, and make sure that the client understands those as well, because they're they're able to see those those goals that are milestones in that section on Asana. And it has your ACOS, it has our budget, it has any other particular goals that we're looking for for that that month or quarter or what have you. And those are the ones that we have in place, and we use it as as really our source of truth and make sure that everybody's on the same page. And it's back to that collaboration of information. You know, we need to make sure we're on the same page because we all want to get to that promised land. Oh yeah, you brought up another really interesting point in your in your description there, where it's like goal setting. You collaborate on you know what the goal should be, and then you go and write it down somewhere. Uh, and ideally, the campaign that this is being written down somewhere that you both can access, and that really helps avoid like this anxiety spike where you know things could be moving along, things could be really great month over month progress, and then maybe you have you know something happen in the business elsewhere unrelated to PPC, and then all of a sudden. It's like, oh no, we, we need something different or, or oh no, what's going on? I'm, I'm sort of panicking. And like early on in my career, like sometimes I'd get a thing that would, an email that might say, hey, uh, you know, to use ROAS. It's like, hey, uh, I know we said that we needed to be a 3X ROAS, but like something happened. Now I need to be at a 5X ROAS. And well, you know, you get this email as a PPC manager and you're like, where did this come from? Where, you know, what's going on? Like, can we have the same sort of collaborative process to get here and talk about this um, so that, you know, we can have the same expectations of time frame and all these things. So when you involve your PPC manager in goal setting, you get a better sense of what's possible, the pacing of things, how things can move. Um, you become more informed of your own business movements. So, yeah, having a, a place to write this down so that you remember it periodically over time is fantastic. So that's goal setting. Uh, and let's move to our second thing that our most successful clients do. Alrighty, this is a big one. This is a big one. <clears throat> Don't dictate technique and strategy to your PPC manager. That is a that could be a tough pill to swallow. I may have maybe made some people uncomfortable there, but if you hire an outside company, an outside person, maybe a freelancer, maybe an agency, whoever, and then you tell them what to do, just hire an employee instead, and then tell the employee what to do. I think the I think a really cool thing that um, you get when you hire a PPC manager is that you get all of their experience too. Um, they're managing different campaigns. They've seen potentially hundreds of different clients. They've done so many different things and you get to the benefit of getting all that information. They're on top of it. They're in the weeds every day. Benefit from that uh, and don't sort of dampen that and tell them exactly what to do. 
because um, you could be making them, you know, uncomfortable to share different ideas with you uh, or anything like that. So it should be a collaboration. You're not their boss. You're really their equal. They're there to help you. Um, so ask, you know, of course, share things that you hear. You may maybe pass them a podcast episode that you heard from us and say, hey, I heard this new thing. Do you think it could work for us? You know, asking questions is such a, gr- a great thing for clients. So every podcast episode that we make might not be the most important thing for your account right now. So it, it might be, you know, uncomfortable if you're sharing a piece of information with your PPC manager to turn around and have the have to have them say like, oh, you know, this isn't right right now. Like we should do something that's not as big a priority right now. So the best clients definitely don't dictate technique and strategy. They share things and they try to collaborate similar to goal setting. Um, so this is a this is a big one that I think can create a lot of strife in relationships because sometimes the PPC manager can be doing things that you know, because they want to make the client happy, they might be doing things that they might not feel are the best and healthiest things for that campaign. This is a big one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I have some thoughts on this too. There, there's been several times where, you know, we get into it and, and just, it all goes back to that collaborative approach and, and mm-hmm. really working with, with the client in general and making sure that we understand their goals. Because if they're telling us that, look, we have a limited number of inventory, we had some production issues, and we have a limited number of this SKU that, that's going into um, FBA, um, then at least we know, okay, well, let's slow this portion of the account down. Uh, we know that that's going to be taking a toll on what's happening with the ACOS there. Um, but at least everybody understands and, and can utilize that information to move forward. Also understand that, you know, we, we see, as Mike mentioned and, and pointed out, you know, we see hundreds. Uh, in our lifetimes, we've seen thousands of accounts uh, not only in the audit phase, but while managing them too. So um, let us bring some of that information to, to your account. You know, we are seeing things across multiple categories. We're seeing things across multiple uh, maturity rates. Um, you might be in the, in the startup mode and we might be dealing with a similar person in the same category that's in a totally mature state um, and taking some best practices and applying those because we've seen them work very well. Um, mm-hmm. Let us help you um, get to that next level. Right, exactly. And I think there's ways that, um, you know, clients can advocate for themselves, of course, you know, similar to the way, you know, you go and you go to the doctor, you're asking the doctor, well, what should I do next in order to get this? By all means, like, we should be sometimes if you feel something tingling in in your in the back of your neck, it's like, maybe you do get a second opinion, just like you might get a second opinion with a doctor. Um, but that being said, you still want to understand your PPC manager's game plan. Um, So really understanding where is the high level thing that we're following right now? uh, And then where does this fit into it? So if you do have an idea for something, asking them where and when you can get to it or something like that could be really valuable. And, you know, there's a lot of people that hire PPC managers, like an outside person, um, when really sometimes maybe hiring an in-house employee might be their best you know, the thing that they want, because they've been managing it themselves, they really know it intimately, and then they just want to teach someone how to do what they did, um, and then eventually have them go run and discover new things themselves. So I've talked about it on the show before, too, about when to hire an out-of-house team and when to bring it in-house. But if you're, I generally think if you're hiring an outside person to try to collaborate, let the let the technique and strategy be a synergy of everything that you know and everything that they know 
And that's where the real magic happens. For sure. So taking us into our next topic, Michael, um, there's there's a lot of things, and, and this is all back to that collaborative approach. Uh, you know, we talked about several things, and and really, not only are the metrics super important, and we need to know where you're at with your business and what goals you have as a business, but we understand that there's multiple people working within different um, portions of the company. Like you might be an Amazon specific employee, you might be somebody that's a brand manager, you might be somebody that's just owning all of paid search. Um, but we need to know what communication you need in order for us to be the most effective. So mm -hmm. this goes back to, to letting us know how to help you and how mm -hmm. we can communicate best with you. Um, you know, there's several reports that we can generate. There's several templated things that we can do. Um, and if there's something special that, that you need from us, then, you know, we're all ears. Please let us know because we want to make sure that we hit the next level with you. So, Mike, what have you seen in, in your experience with people and, and what works best in, in what you've done? Oh, yeah. So I think on the surface level, you know, the very best clients always know what they're looking for. Um, so they know what kind of report they need and they know what should go into that report. Um, and they're not sort of, you know, oh, I feel hot today or I feel cold today. It's like, we know that we need these things. Can we go get these? We had a really nice uh, client that, you know, had many, many, many marketplaces. And one thing they knew that they needed was summed ad spend per product across all their marketplaces. So we came up with this really cool Google Sheets uh, setup where we imported all their marketplace spend for all their keywords, for all their products. We used Google Sheets currency converter, and we were able to prepare this really cool spreadsheet for them. And they were so uh, clear about what it is that they needed and why they needed it. It was very easy to get that. And I could imagine a scenario where maybe they didn't really know that this was an important thing for them, um, or they didn't think to ask for it. Uh, and we were just sending over a standard report um, I, I think most people are happy. I mean, we're happy to customize reports for people for their specific business needs. And I think most PPC managers are. So, you know, asking that question and knowing what you want, like I think most PPC managers would love to give you the exact report that you're looking for on a regular basis. So being clear about what kind of reporting and what sort of style of communication that you have can be really helpful. You know, we have some clients that, only email and never want to get on the phone. We have people that only want to get on the phone and never want to email and everything in between. Um, so knowing what your communication style is, is really big. And now I'm going to get into my therapist mode. Uh, I often feel like too, it's important to know why we are asking for the thing that we are asking for. So if you are asking for a report, but the real issue is you don't trust your campaign manager, go address that issue and get to the, the root cause of that. If you think that your campaign isn't being managed properly, don't nitpick the account. Uh, and because that sort of distracts from the, the main thing that's going on. Um, so, so really truly understanding like what it is that you need to feel comfortable and confident. Are you talking to if you're a client and you're talking to a customer support person, not the PPC manager, don't make it about a report and, you know, 
try to know like, hey, I'd really just like some FaceTime one-on-one with the PPC manager uh, and not the customer support person because I've got like technical questions that I'd love to hear right from the PPC manager or there's some ideas that I want to run by. So there's like a common thread to all of this. Like the more you can collaborate, the better. And the more we can be vocal about what it is that we're actually looking for, the better. Those are all great points, Michael. And especially the one about the technical issues. Like if there's technical things that we need to talk about, there's there's other things that we need to pull back the, the curtain, so to speak, on to, to show what's happening behind the scenes. Um, that's that's something that we'd love to do with clients. Um, you mm-hmm. know, if there's something that you want to jump into the weeds on, we don't have any problems with recording like a five-minute loom video and saying, yeah. look, this is this is what what and why and the strategy behind it. And, um, you know, this is what it's going to be going forward. And then to go back to that collaborative approach, you know, we're hitting these markers. These are our ACOS goals um, and whatever other metrics you have that are that we need to align with. Does this work for you? Yeah, exactly. I've seen so many good relationships go south because, you know, in the, in the, in the heat of it, uh, it might be about something. And then like three months later, it's like, after the relationship ends, it's like, oh man, you know, all I really needed was to know that, um, blank was being done in the account or something like that. Um, cause like they realize after over time. So I feel like communication is key. Collaboration is key. Voicing those concerns. It's definitely key. I think we've got one more general idea about what our most successful clients do. And that last one is a single point of contact. What can I say about this? I think that having a single point of contact is just generally helpful for your PPC manager to help build their understanding of the campaigns. You know, we work with teams of all different sizes from companies of five people to 50 and up. And I think we've been in situations where we get on the call and there's six people on the other side and this call was, you know, scheduled for 45 minutes. So it can sometimes be better to do some prep ahead of time and really know what are the most important things and how do we convey that Uh, because the more concise you can make it for your ppc manager the better Uh, it can be difficult for a ppc manager to hear five different initiatives from five different people as opposed to you know having one person be the point of contact that they communicate with build a relationship with because once you get into that swing of things and once you have that relationship built that's where the real magic happens and it can be difficult to do in you know one to many style relationships yeah for sure uh totally agree with you on that one um that is one of those things that just depending on the team setup you know a lot of times there's they there's one person that for sure makes the most um, can make the biggest impact for what's happening on Amazon PPC, and it's best to align with those that person. And that way, everything funnels through one um, one conduct point. Yeah. You know, if we're trying to have those, like Michael said, those five different narratives that are going different directions, it's hard to hit ACOS goals, and then uh, your your goals end up being spread all over the place, and your time ends up getting spread very thin. So uh, it also helps us with efficiency on the account as well. So great point on that one. Oh yeah. Alrighty, let's jump to our second portion here, which are gonna be things specific, you know, cause a lot of those, what we just talked about are generalized for, you know, any client vendor relationship. Uh, but we thought of a few that are specific to Amazon and we're gonna j- run through these rapid fire. Alrighty, the first one that's specific to Amazon, time delay. The time delay, the conversion lag on Amazon 
talked about it a lot. There's at least a 48-hour delay of data where data trickles in, but there is a 14-day attribution window uh, inside the app. There's a 30-day attribution window inside the API for sponsored products, which means if you go and look at data for March on April 1st, you might have $100,000 in sales. And then you look at it on March 15th, and that number may have gone up to maybe a hundred and ten thousand dollars in sales so i can't tell you how many times i've uh heard people not taking into that conversion delay into account when they're trying to assess performance but we've got to take it into account and um be the, our most successful clients are not concerned with like right now this hour i'm looking at my ads and where are all my orders because we have a delay um so that's a that, that one keeps coming up uh i think everyone knows that the time delay exists but i think for some reason it, sometimes i've heard stories of clients maybe like judging their pvc managers for like this week's of data hey i'm looking at performance for this week it's a wednesday and they're looking at Sunday to today. And, you know, most of the days here don't have conversion data yet, let alone 30-day conversion data. Oh, man, I've got, I'll stop. I'll stop now because i got too much <laughs> to say about it. Yeah, all good points, though, on that, that sales attribution window. Um, it, it's one of those things where, I mean, even our app brings that into account, too, where we take out the last 48 hours worth of data just so that you're getting cleaner data. But um, it, it's always funny to have that conversation where, um, somebody may have even accidentally put, oh, let me see today, today's sales. And then they're looking at the ACOS and it's totally out of whack. But yeah, yeah let's just make sure we, we back out that last 48 hours for sure. Oh, yeah. Up next, we have Amazon's complex. And there are lots of factors outside of your PPC. I, I would say that our very, very best clients work with us and they say if something maybe, you know, not every campaign has every single week doing better than the previous week for all of time. There's ups, there's downs, there's peaks, there's valleys. Uh, it's a roller coaster that hopefully trends up and to the right. But one thing that a lot of our best clients do is that if something isn't like going perfectly, let's say we're in one of these valleys, they will look at their entire business not just at the PPC. They might say, is there a new competitor? Did my star rating change? Did something happen elsewhere, wherever it might be? They know that any performance on Amazon is complex and there's lots of factors outside PPC. So that is a big one. So if your performance isn't doing what you want, always have the conversation with your PPC manager. Hey, I'm seeing this do you notice anything like in this gigantic big umbrella of Amazon? Is there anything outside our PPC that looks out of whack to you? Is there anything uh, outside of that, outside of PPC that looks whack? Our best customers are always looking at their entire full spectrum picture. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because I can, I can actually talk about that subject for a long time because one of the things that I was doing uh, prior and also in collaboration with PPC is uh, looking at optimizing product display pages and, and setups and and doing working with integrators and stuff like that to move and migrate large um, large catalogs over to Amazon. Mm -hmm. um, you know, those integrators are great um, and they can move over large chunks of data. But one of the things is that 
Amazon is very specific at the the data and how you align it with with their categories and everything is category specific. So if you even have one of those things that's like, let's say, uh, for example, if you're in the apparel side of things and you're talking about a closure and your your thing, your item had a zipper on it and you don't mention it as being a zipper, it can take you totally out of that search and uh, the relevancy for that search, which also affects us on the on the paid search side of things. So um, again, everything. I mean, Amazon is, is a huge thing. Each one of these little tiny items um, comes into play when we're talking about PPC. Yeah. So remembering that there's loads of factors outside of PPC that are impacting PPC. Um, always looking at that full spectrum, really important. Categories and comparing yourselves to others. Oh man, a oh, lot yeah. of people build their understanding of Amazon PPC goals and ACOSs by looking at Facebook groups of screen caps of other people's <laughs> things. Uh, uh, Got to be careful of that. Got to remember that. Uh, can't compare yourself to others. Yeah, yeah. The performance is all over the place in different categories. I mean, you're talking about supplements, super, super high ACOS. Yeah. You're talking about other things and it's really, really low. So, I mean, don't, it's not an apples to apples comparison at all. Right. There was a, um, put a screen cap somewhere uh, and it was for a category that just generally have a high ACOS because there's a lot of uh, repurchasing uh, that happens at very low cost of goods. One of the comments on the pictures was, you know, hey, the ACOS on here is so high, like, should I be following this? And it's like, well, hold on. High is a very relative term. Uh, you know, what's high for you might be actually under-optimized and too low for somebody else. So our our most successful clients, like, know what's realistic in their category. Like, hey, you know, do you have a general approximation for what a apparel a cost at my price point for my demographic should generally be? Uh, an experienced PPC manager uh, has some idea of that. Telling your PPC manager when you have changes in your Amazon account, our very best clients definitely communicate things like inventory changes, price changes, so on and so forth. This is a big one. Yeah, that's a huge topic, um, and I was discussing this outside of this this uh, this conversation with Michael about just how Amazon FBA has been reacting lately, and and you know since COVID, there's been several changes in the FBA warehouse system, and right now we have like a lot of situations where we're getting these almost micro uh, distribution batches into other FBA warehouses where you know you'll you'll ship it as a unit of like say 100 or 150 units to to an FBA warehouse, and they'll split it into like onesie twosies uh, into other warehouses. And then us on the, on the paid search side of things, we're dealing with that. And it's like one comes into inventory and we're bidding on those terms and everything's live for that one particular blip in the, during the day. And then when it sells out, then it just trickles off and then we'll get another two in tomorrow. So it throws off a lot of things. So if any time that you can collaborate with us and, and let us know that information, that helps us on our side, because maybe we want to back out of, of even advertising that product until we get 10, 15, 20 of those items in stock and then really pushing forward on that. Right. So keeping them on the pulse of things, super duper helpful. One of the last things is our very best clients are always looking at their entire business, that full spectrum of Amazon and optimizing everything all the time. And I know that sounds ridiculous. Optimize everything all the time, do all the things all the time. But of course, you know, they have a prioritized list of things that they're working on outside of PPC. Knowing that PPC is only one component 
to an Amazon growth plan is one of the most subtle differences, I think, that separate advertisers that are spending $100,000 a month like successfully. They know that PPC is just one component versus maybe some advertisers that are a little bit newer. It's like, just let me do PPC. That's my own, That's my only growth engine for Amazon growth. So I think our most successful clients, they're thinking about SEO. They're thinking about new product, product market fit. How do I improve that over time? How do I make changes? All those things our best clients are doing and they're pushing everything forward, not just their PPC. So remembering that is really key. What else is there outside of, you know, making sure their backend keywords are dialed in for their products, uh, their product titles, their they have a review strategy in place. That's a really big one that that separates a, a lot of companies. There's a whole, there's a whole whole gigantic list uh, that we've been putting together actually of just you know things that should always be dialed in. I think we're up to like 85 things, <laughs> and yeah. I think we haven't even really started talking about the PPC things yet. So the, the list of things that need to be done to grow an Amazon a company on Amazon is uh, vast. And I think one thing that they need to also take into account, Mike, is just, uh, you know, the maturity level of the company and, and where their product is in that, in that life cycle as well, too. Right. Like if their product is super mature and it's, it's ready to maybe have a secondary version of it come out, then maybe it's time to support that. And, and um, that's where, you know, we can help you build up that new product and maybe you sunset the old product. But uh, yeah, it's, it's all about, every portion of it and and you need to pay attention to that as well big time and finally the thing that our most successful clients do is they ask the question is there anything else that your most successful clients are doing that we should do to um you know your ppc manager aside from having a lot of information about ppc also has a lot of information about other whole bunch of different companies on amazon um so just asking them the simple question, is there anything else you think we should be doing? Is there anything else your most successful clients are doing that we should incorporate as well? I think can reveal sometimes such easy, easy wins and will help strengthen that relationship in a big way. For sure. And I personally love getting that question because we can intro you to all kinds of new things. Maybe there's things that are completely off of your radar that we can at least intro you to that you can start working on in, in, a, in a different manner and attacking Amazon in a holistic way. Mm-hmm. There's so much gold there. Um, yeah. And I have a real example of this. A client came to us, they only had sponsored products. And they said, hey, I feel like my bid optimization on my sponsored products is way out of whack. I'd like to try all these things for that. And they had a huge account. And my, you know, eventually the conversation moved towards they they finished what they were saying with with you know do you think this is the right move right here um like what would you do in my position or like what else are the you know our companies doing in this situation and my answer was well you know your bids are actually pretty dialed in right now like yeah we can make some changes there but the biggest thing that you can do is tack on sponsored display which you don't have going on right now uh you can you know type in your keyword where your products are appearing see all the listings that appear there, grab that list and just like target all of them with a sponsored display ad. And like, now you have your product on, you know, the the top twenties listing on the product detail page. It's like, boom, that's a fantastic, great low hanging piece of fruit that we would not have been able to get to if 
we were, you know, didn't have the opportunity to share and have that real collaboration. So the cl collaborating is really like everything in this entire episode. Um, collaborate, and that is the name of the game. So, Michael, we've covered it. We've covered probably all the things that our most successful clients do, how to get the most out of their PPC managers. Um, any closing thoughts to all the good people out there in Badger Nation? Man, I think you said it best with Collaborate. Um, it's just about that. It's that two-way flow of communication and information. We are definitely on your side. Um, even though we don't necessarily work inside of your company, we're working for you and we want to get the best performance. Um, that's all about what we want to do. We are invested in this Amazon game. I mean, Michael and I live and breathe Amazon. Um, I probably even bleed it at this point. I've had so much of it in my life. But uh, yeah, we're here for you. Uh, we just want to make sure that we collaborate. Mm-hmm. Collaborate, caffeinate, caffeinate, and you will accelerate your goals. And with that wonderful rhyme zone, which I just Googled for the word collaborate. I will leave it at that. Have a good one, everyone. And I will see you next time here in the Badger Den. Adios. 